Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast. Uh, today's guest is Soa Imosili, who is a student in the class of 2023 at the Stanford GSB. She's also the co-student body president of her class in the Stanford GSB. I really enjoyed this conversation with Soa. We had a chance to talk about her journey to business school and some of her reasons and motivations for wanting to get an MBA, both for the short term as well as for the long term of her career. Uh, she's really thoughtful an insightful conversation just around some of her own kind of desires for wanting to pursue an MBA, as well as what she's gotten out of the experience and how she sees herself growing both in the short term and how she can use the MBA to grow over the long term of her career. I uh, really appreciated the intentionality uh, that she put into selecting a school as well as making the most of her MBA experience. Hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. So uh, thank you so much for joining the MBA Insider Podcast as my listeners know, I always love starting with a warm-up question. And my warm-up question for you, Soa, is think back. What was your first job and what did you learn from that experience? All right. Well, Al, first, thank you for having me on this on this show. This is fun. This is new. Um, so first job, I I guess beyond babysitting and dog sitting, my first actual job was was uh not the normal one you would have for a teenager. I was working um as a research assistant at at uh, Thomas Jefferson University in, in Philadelphia. So I was doing this program called uh, the Physician Scientist Training Program, or PSDP. It's established basically to help young minorities uh, interested in the sciences have access to labs so they can do real biomedical research. And I started working at age 13 or 14 in, the, in these science labs, kind of studying different things. That first summer, I was studying migraines and rats. So my job was to help them do any processes in the lab, um, lots of pipetting, lots of like just kind of mixing substances for testing and slicing the brain matter on a on a chirostat machine, but learned a ton. That's not usually what you'll do at, at age 13 or 14, but for me, it was really just kind of a few things. So one, the team that makes the experience. Some of my friends from PSDP are lifers. Uh, we go back so far. We've seen each other through so much. And even though sometimes, you know, that's not how you want to spend your summer when you're 13, we, we still found a way to have a great time. And I think just knowing that there's people who are on the same page as you, whether or not you're going to end up doing the exact same thing, like that is incredibly motivating. And so those shared core values of growth and learning were, were huge. And that and just like kind of the importance of showing up. This is something that very much my parents were like, you are doing this Nigerian daughter to become an MD, PhD. <laughs> and I didn't always want to do that. But uh, I, I think I just learned so much by osmosis. And I think regardless of the fact that I'm no longer doing sciences or anything close to an MD, PhD, I just have that basis of curiosity and always asking more questions, which has served me so much uh, since then. So I'm thankful for it. And yeah, that, that was uh, my my unconventional first. Yeah, well, it while it sounds unconventional and perhaps maybe even against some of the things you perhaps wanted to spend your time doing when you were thirteen and fourteen, it sounds like you you learned a lot from it and it made an impact in in your life. And certainly since then, you've gone on to do some really interesting things. But I guess within the context of this podcast, I'd love to know from you what were you doing 
prior to deciding to go to business school and what motivated you or what inspired you to go pursue and get an MBA to begin with? Yeah, that's a a great question. And I think um, it's always a journey. (laughs) I uh, work now with with other students as well who are kind of on that pathway. So there's a few things for me. So I'll go back from from the beginning, from from shifting from my from my biomedical sciences background to the social sciences and business. So back in college, I applied just that lens of curiosity and started working in a couple labs. Uh, they weren't science labs anymore, but they are more so social science. And so I started working. I went to Northwestern, got a degree eventually in economics and psychology, but started working at the Kellogg School's like School of Management and Marketing Department, studying decision making and um, in the psychology department studying female body perception in media. So it was just a lot of just people and why they make the choices that they do. And after graduating, I was really thankful for the experience that I'd had, but I wanted to spend my time doing something completely different. So I decided to move as far as I could from home. It ended up being a full 12-hour time difference between Maryland and Hong Kong, but uh, decided to go there through a Princeton and Asia fellowship. So I spent a year as a university lecturer at Xi'an University, teaching uh, public speaking, essay writing, just English, and learning just how do you kind of take control of the space and you know, lead people towards towards their goals. So that was job one, did that for a year, came back and had a consulting offer that had been kind enough to let me defer. So ended up going to Accenture after they let me defer for over a year and a half and applying my time in education to our health and public service sector, doing everything from market research, strategy, organizational design, change management requirement gathering, all, all of the above. But within that, um, after after a couple of years of just more traditional consulting, I kept being drawn to our innovation hub. I found myself just really motivated by the idea of building new products, of asking a ton of questions. Maybe that's from from the basis of the first job, but I ended up joining the team, became an innovation specialist, kind of a, a user experience researcher, and that really helped me hit my stride. We were leading design thinking workshops, learning how to build out products from at least zero to 0.5. And I was just so awake um, doing that kind of work, and I wanted to keep doing it. So did a few or uh, programs through them, something called the Innovation Explorers program, where I got to work full-time at this life sciences company, being their kind of innovation lead there. Got to work with What If, which was another acquisition of Accenture's, but always coming back to this, how do we create value for, for customers? So I was working as an innovation specialist right before applying because I was realizing that while I really enjoyed the work I was doing, I wanted to have more ownership of it. I think that's kind of a similar story for a lot of consultants where you get to, you know, hold the ball for so long, you can actually take it to the the finish line. So I wanted to know what that meant to have full control, yes, but also just responsibility for how the work you're doing plays out. And uh, I realized that going to school for me was not only a way to pivot, maybe it was a half pivot for me to get to get fully into entrepreneurship and, and venture, but it was also a catalyst and an accelerant. I had been lucky to have mentors on my on my team who were full advocates, some of whom had gone to get their, their graduate degrees as well. And they knew that kind of visceral impact of having quality people that you are on the same page with in terms of your career and how that can amplify 
especially over time. Maybe not in the first couple of years post post business school, but five years down the line, 10 years down the line, 20. And so I was seeing how that was playing out for them. I wanted that kind of color in my life as well. And so decided that it was the time for me. And then beyond that, I guess I was, I was, I'm not, not very good at staying still. That's my thing that my family makes fun of me about. Um, so I was doing a few things as well, uh, working with student entrepreneurs, which I loved through this organization called the Possible Project. It was, it was working with underserved students in Boston, trying to teach them how to build businesses. And I got to be the person to bring them as a partner to Accenture as one of our corporate citizenship um, programs and just bring that to life. And I just also was working for a, an education technology startup in, in rural Kenya, just kind of part-time as a consultant. But all, all is to say, I was testing all my hypotheses along the way to be like, how far can I move this ball and know how, how much can an MBA help me get there either faster or stronger or with a better team. So a lot of great insights in there just to pull out, I think a couple of them. So number one was just a broad scope of experiences that you had, sounds like you had a good sense of what you did with them and what you learned from them, both in terms of your day job and then also some other avenues on the side. Uh, the other thing was probably just an innate desire, sounds like an innate desire to pursue some, some, some bigger term aspirations. And then also certainly, I think, as you pointed to, being around other people who had gotten in a degree and who you could kind of look up to as well as kind of see how the degree you know, played a role in their career. And then certainly it also sounds like you got some mentoring or some guidance from them as well. So a lot of really great ingredients, which totally makes a ton of sense. Maybe as a follow-up to that, any, uh, I always love asking this question, but was there ever really like a moment where you realized, oh, wow, yeah, I, I really need to go or, oh, wow, yeah, like I really want to go and get an MBA besides obviously just all of those elements of it. But was there was there like a, a moment either in the work you were doing or even just anything that just any experience where you're like, oh, yeah, like this this is what I would like to do next? Maybe it was, and, and I'm not sure if this is a full, full picture, but what comes to mind first? So I'll run with that, that part of the story. Uh, we had a, a new team member join. She had just finished her degree uh, over at over at Yale and she was just kind of like sharing her experience. And I just appreciated how she was able to navigate our organization. I, and or, Accenture is over 500,000 people, right? It is a machine. <laughs> and we had this person join and she, and she was just able to really build strong connections, quickly figure out what kind of like, what were the priorities I needed to get done? And I'd never seen anyone as um, on a fast track as she was towards the work she wanted to do. And she was doing that within innovation design as well, right? So I think understanding that, understanding the value of just like sitting down with someone and them talking about the relationships. And I, I think it always for me comes down to relationships. One of my one of my mentors, he's, he's you know, one of those people who just shares whatever book he's reading and we, we follow each other on Goodreads and everything like that. But he was saying that one of the ways he chooses what he does next is thinking about that rocking chair question, right? Like when you're, when you're 75 and on your front porch rocking in your chair, what do you actually care about and what's actually a value to you? And how do you make choices in your life that get you closer to being really satisfied with that rocking chair decision, right? So I think when I was talking to this new team member and hearing about some of the connections she was making, not only are they friendships, right? Adding richness to your life that way, but to be able to have other professionals across a lot of industries that you're able to then tap on. And I think since we were in consulting, it was particularly relevant because you could call anyone in so many industries and suddenly have just this wealth of knowledge just because of who you happen to know, right? So I think those conversations 
understanding how, I mean, this person was also in her, in her maybe late twenties at the time, but understanding already how that was paying in dividends. I yeah. helped a ton. So you were fortunate and to, to get into Stanford and the GSB and why did you choose Stanford and yeah, how has that experience been like so far? Yeah, I mean, well, first, that was a really uh, wild phone call to receive. I was so pumped, really, really thankful. Um, I'm sure you're familiar, but they have this thing where where the dean will call you. And I remember just being super excited. My mom ran upstairs and we were just kind of like dancing around for a minute. But why Stanford? (laughs) Let's go back to that question. Yeah, so I think it kind of goes back again to that community I wanted to have for the rest of my life. There's something in the air or water here. I don't know. But people are just so fully in whatever it is they decided to do. There's a boldness here. And I I find that that's like the one consistency among classmates where no matter what their industry is, they are really going to lead with that kind of action orientation, but they're also going to lead in a way that's values driven. And when I was thinking about, okay, so yes, there's smart people everywhere. There's driven people everywhere, but what is that that way of seeing the world or that way of approaching the world that I want to be associated with that I want to surround myself with? It was really that. Just kind of like investigating a community that, that builds together. And because I'm personally interested in entrepreneurship venture, not everyone does that here, but there's so many opportunities to learn about it, whether it's talking to classmates who have done it before. There's, there's classmates that have founded several companies. There's classmates that have been VCs, classmates that have been in private equity. The prof- professors here are astounding. Like people who teach things like um, there's a class that I'm currently taking called Managing Growing Enterprises. I took uh, Formation of New Ventures uh, last year with with Scott Brady. So just there's just like a, all these opportunities, and then you have classes like Startup Garage, Lean Launchpad, where you get to do the reps and build the muscle. So I took that last quarter, and it was just like wow, the consistency of understanding this full process and not just in theory, not just on paper, but actually going into the field doing your research, building out your MVP. Like that is something that is such an emphasis at GSB that I wanted to be a part of. And then in every conversation I had with with students leading up to applying, and I applied to a lot of schools, I um, ended up getting into seven. So I was really, really lucky to make a, a choice across a few. But whenever I talked to current students or alumni, they reiterated that the culture here is to push you to dig deep into what, who you are as a leader, why would someone follow you, and also keep you honest in terms of are you building towards what you think your your dream is or what you believe your dream to be. Classmates were kind of checking them and being like, hey, like, I know this is the easy road, but this isn't the road that you said you wanted to go on. Is this kind of the right choice for you, right? So I think that aspect of opportunities presented here, people here, and just the culture as well was something that I was just, again, rocking to your question. Like, I want to be a part of that, right? And I, I, there's also the smaller community bit. I wanted to feel like I at least in some way was connected to all of my classmates and had the opportunity to, to know them to some degree. And I think there's a lot of value, even if you're not everyone's best friend, there's a lot of value to just knowing of each other and knowing enough to know what someone cares about, right? So I wanted something a little bit smaller as well. Hey there, it's Al. And thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show, and I hope you're enjoying it too. Unfortunately, it's still pretty hard to spread the word on podcasts, and that's where I would really love your help. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you. And let's get back to the show. Again, a lot of things to pull out from there. I think the first thing that stands out is the the depth and the intentionality of the thinking about the the people that you want to be associated with, both in terms of the NBA experience itself and, and then beyond from that. And it sounds like that was something that you put a lot of thought about leading up to the decision to apply and then obviously to, to end up going there. And in many ways, it is a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because every, all of the people I know who have ever gone to the GSB are all the types of people who would want to do the same thing or who did the same thing, right? And so I think that is such a key element of it. And, and also because I think a lot of people, at least from my own experience, part of the reason why they do choose to go to business school is the network and the relationships. And I think that level of specificity that you mentioned and, and, and also the thought and the intentionality you put behind it is, I, I think is super important and super helpful for people who are trying to navigate these types of decisions about where they want to go or what kind of school might be best. And then I think the other thing that that stands out for me is the fact that you were thinking about it, not just for the experience in and of itself, but for the duration of your career, right? Because if you do this right, uh, the, the ROI and the value comes not just from the experience itself, but also for how you are able to uh, stay in touch with it and connected with it and engage with it uh, far after you sp- the two years that you're in school. I think that's right. Yeah. And I think uh, it's, it's a long game, right? It's, it's definitely an investment for a lot of people. Right. And so I think it's, and you, and you know, you had, you had your experience as well in, in grad school, but I feel like there aren't that many opportunities like five years, 10 years into your career to reconnect with that many people that you just feel lucky to sure. know. <laughs> Um, I think until 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 you kind of go into a concentrated space like this, so it's it's really nice. Okay, so one experience that I pulled out just from uh, reading a little bit about you and looking at profiles is that you were elected student body co president, and that's certainly a, a a great honor as well as I'm sure a big investment of your time and and also uh, certainly comes with some responsibilities. There's a bazillion things you could do, particularly at a school like GSB, outside of going to class. Why did you choose to pursue this activity in particular and you choose to run? And what has the experience been like for you so far? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting ride for me because I did not come to GSB with the intention of running. Um, it's kind of, you know, life life happens. And there's all these twists and and here we are. But when I decided to run, so this was winter quarter of my first year. And I was just thinking about how I wanted to fully invest in the space that I was a part of. And in times past, like I've never done student government, at least not in college, but I have been a part of really strong communities where there's just a intentionality about them. In college, I was a part of this, this program called, called Wildcat Welcome. And that was, it's, it's, it's just kind of the new student welcome experience. And Yes, that means orientation week, but that also means throughout the year, how do you kind of continue to build connections with people, build opportunities to bring people together, make people feel like they're a part of something. And that community was just such a game changer for me that I was connecting the dots a bit and realized that, hey, I feel the most like myself when I'm being of service and being a part of building something. And so winter quarter, you know, you do have a bit of that first year anxiety, like what's my place in this space? And I wanted to turn that off by just, again, taking action and starting to, to, to build towards something. So 
my goal platform and running, and I'm a co-president, my uh, co-president, Sarah Fuller George, but we were talking to each other and we're like, hey, there's this great opportunity here to create more opportunities for people from different backgrounds to connect. It's way too easy for someone to say, hey, you share my former job or you're from my same hometown or we're from the same socioeconomic status, like let's hang out. Right. And because it's it was the first time any of us, first of all, was were seeing anyone since COVID really. Uh, that was our firehose experience coming into the NBA type experience, just like from maybe living with family for a couple of years to meeting four hundred plus of your new best friends. Right. So I think there was a an opportunity to just create more platforms to get people to push themselves outside their comfort zone, even though, you know, that, that comfort zone was really under well well understood. So I wanted to run to just make more inclusive events, make more events on campus so that people could just keep, you know, pushing those lines from a, a, a less financially intensive angle and just kind of build up one, one GSB. So for me, I, I guess what that means is social inclusion and financial inclusion when I'm talking about why, why to run. Financial inclusion was a big part for me. Yes, there's a lot of travel in business school. Yes, there's a lot of weekend trips, but... I didn't want that to be the only opportunity to connect with people because that inherently creates division um, across like financial status, right? So wanted to just find a way to host more events on campus. And we've, we've done that. Like we've been able to, with our advocacy, lower ticket prices for like titular GSB events. We've been able to host more family-friendly events so that people who are parents can feel like they don't have to go out and party to, to connect with people. And so I think like that was a big part of it for me. And then just the social inclusion bit, right? So I, I as a part of exec, we're able to sit on different committees. I sit on um, academic and careers. We have a few other ones as well, but being able to advocate for things like more DI and course curricula, more representative cases, like there's such a direct line between being a student and connecting with faculty that you're able to have in this position that you just wouldn't otherwise, right? And so realizing that I feel the most myself when I'm building community, realizing that I wanted to lead with action and have more ability to just kind of like craft opportunities for for connection was really why I ran. And that's what we've been able to do. So I hope that answers the question, but it's, it's, it's really been a strong experience so far, right? It's definitely a lot of time yeah. sometimes. And so that is, that is the trade-off. But if, if I think about walking away from this experience, what would I want it to be? I would not want to feel like I'm living my life passively, mm. right? And I think I'm able to be incredibly active in this role. And I am forever thankful for that. That and I get to work with this great team of people who are also committed. Like I'm very much not doing all of the work, right? There's my co-president, there's our two co-COOs, um, Cedric and Catherine, and then we have our whole team across all these committees who are just crushing it at their respective roles, right? So the consistency of being able to work with people who also care about community is, is, is also really nice. I think what comes up for me as I'm listening to you speak, well, I think a couple things. I mean, the, the first thing and for audience, for the context here, particularly in your second year for a lot of folks, I mean, that really is your year to really do all the things that you would ever want to do, regardless of what whatever that is. And it's, so it's just interesting to me that uh, you would invest something in time in something that obviously is, is good for you, but is also really for the betterment of, of something that's bigger than yourself. I think I would never fault any student for 
taking their second year really to invest in them or things that really advance stuff that works for them. Uh, it's, it's their experience and you pay a lot of money to be there. And I think that is really, really important. And so I think I'm, I'm always impressed when I talk to people who, you know, want to do that, but also want to do something and, and give to something and try to build something that spans far beyond just themselves. And also just in particular too, because I, I come from the other side of the spectrum where I've done student government and any chance I could have done student government, I always did. And so eventually when I got to business school and, and did it, it wasn't really a surprise. And so I think it is really cool that you ended up being drawn to this, particularly because it, uh, I'm sure you were involved in a lot of other things in college, but student government wasn't wasn't that thing. And so I think that's something that really stands out to me that you would be willing to want to uh, invest time and energy into something like this when you could be doing a bazillion other things in, in school. Well, thank you for saying that. Now, it's, it's definitely been something that I've been thankful for. And I, I'm sure since you had the whole college yeah. and grad school experience of it, you you're, you know the intimate details of it. So yeah, it's 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 a journey. But I also feel like I've, I've been lucky uh, with the quarter system. What's nice is that you can really control kind of the mm -hmm. pacing of everything. So I will say I, I front loaded sure. a lot of my DSP experience academically at least. And so I still have time to do things that I'm investing in myself as well. So I appreciate the the kind words, but I, I promise I'm trying to do both. <laughs> so whether it's from being student body co-president or just in the classroom or in your career, I would just be curious to know if you can reflect for a second, what part of you or what parts of you do you think have grown or developed the most so far into your MBA experience? I think two, okay, two things come to mind. One, by far, <laughs> your willingness to take risks, right? As someone who is a child of two immigrants, my parents moved to the States in the 80s, maybe, before I was born. But um, there's a concern that, like, of just security and of, of safety, right? And so a lot of the decisions I was making before school were so planned out. <laughs> I'm not joking when I say I had a Google Doc of just like, okay, here's the three-year plan, four-year plan, five-year plan. And I was just trying to figure out like, what do I need to do to get from where I am to where I want to go? And a lot of that was around financial security, understanding kind of like, okay, what what kind of roles do I need to have early in my career that hopefully will, will pay that dividends later? But what that created for me at least, and yes, like it, it did open a lot of doors. Like I'm here now, which is, which is great, but it created this not quite fear but um, hesitancy to stray too far from whatever the plan is in coming here it's very freeing to know that whatever i decide to do next the floor is really not that far you're able to lean on resources that i wouldn't have had access to before able to lean on classmates on professors on just this this network that that is here that I'm now more willing to be like, hey, like now, I, now I've talked to someone who's done something that I would consider way too risky for me. And maybe it worked, maybe it failed, but they are okay, <laughs> right? And that's like much more accessible than putting founders, people who do smaller companies, people who do investing, whatever, on this, on this like, whoa, that's way out of my, my purview type, type perception. And now I get to speak to people and realize, hey, like I can do that too. And even if everything hits the fan, I will still be okay. And so I think that willingness to take risks is, 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 is huge. That and being able to just be more confident and actively articulate what I can contribute. I think I realized 
that this past summer. I was working at this venture studio, which was awesome. I was working at BCD Digital Ventures. Loved the summer. Had this incredible team, um, actually, who two of whom were from, who were GSB alums, like my director and then our senior director as well. And I realized I was doing a lot of the same, I was approaching work similarly, right? The way I was showing up was similarly, but just the confidence that came with that, people respond to, right? And so before I was like, well, you know, why me? Like, maybe I can prove to this person I deserve to be here. But instead, I kind of felt this, I do deserve to be here. Therefore, how can I move this ball forward a bit? And I think that was the shift. Like, I didn't realize that all of these skills that I'd been building were, you know, really, really strong and tangible ones. And so I was able to just like more confidently move forward with that. And yeah, I think, I think just that, that willingness to take risks, that, that confidence in being able to contribute, that have, have really grown. I've always thought curiosity was my defining characteristic. And so that has not changed, but that has been really useful, right. To be able to have access to just, just opportunities that I, that I kind of joke about sometimes. Like I'll, I'll call, I'll call home sometimes and talk to my mom and to my siblings or something. And they're just like, this is not real life. I'm, de- I'm debating between going to a talk by like a Nobel laureate and going to a coffee chat with a serial unicorn founder, right? Like stuff like that, where you're just able to ask all of the questions is just something I just didn't think life would look like right now. And it does. And like, I'm able to just kind of capitalize on that as much as I can. And so, yeah, I, th- I think those things have changed. So I'm just excited to see how that compounds over time, because I really believe that, you know, compound interest is true in every part of your life too. I think that combination of curiosity with risk-taking, I think you're starting to see the benefits of it today, but I have an assumption that that will be even more powerful once you leave the four walls of GSB and you think about it within the context of your career. Fingers crossed. That's the vision. So it's been such a great chance to, to chat with you. So the, the folks, a lot of folks who listen to this podcast are earlier in their career or might be considering an MBA of some kind. What, what advice might you have for them just given your own experience as well as just we, even we've been talking about within the context of how your time at GSB so far has really helped accelerate and grow your own career? Early on in your career, Choose your next role, whether it's internally in your company or the next role you apply for, based off of what you want to learn next. For me, that's that's how I navigated education to traditional consulting, to innovation, to startups, to all of, all of that before school. It may seem more stilted at first, as you kind of, especially as you watch peers kind of follow the more the more smooth path. But again, dividends, right? Like that kind of accelerates over time when you're able to build those muscles, especially in those areas that you care about. And don't limit yourself. <laughs> like I think that your worst critic is always yourself, right? And you're always like, oh, well, you know, whatever whatever internal narrative you have about yourself is likely an outdated version of you when you're 11 or you're 15. And I think that just thinking about all of the things you've been able to do since then and focusing on those instead, like change that narrative, right? And don't downplay the strengths that maybe to you, you think are easy because they come naturally, but they don't always come naturally to other people. So just remind yourself repeatedly and prove to yourself what you bring to the table and then own that, right? Like walk in that confidently because people respond to confidence. People respond to you believing in whatever it is that you can do. So that, and then last one I'll add is just invest in time and connecting to people who are different from yourself, right? There's so much to learn whether it's like volunteering somewhere and talking to someone who works 
at a soup kitchen or, you know, calling someone that you just really respect. Or we have this class here called wedding writing, like sending that email to someone who's the top of an organization just because maybe they'll respond, right? Like trying to do stuff like that. Soa Imasili, a second year MBA student at Stanford GSB and the student body co-president of the Stanford GSB. I appreciate you coming on the MBA Insider podcast and for chatting with me today. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, well, it's been, it's been lovely. So it's really nice to meet you and thanks for the time. Hi, everyone. Al D here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.